0: Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in five, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I am Rob Statz Guerrero. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. I wanted you to take a listen to an interview that Matt Mayoco did with NFL films, Greg Cosell it was actually Mayoko and Jennifer Lee Chan on the 49ers talk podcast. Greg Cosell has been studying and breaking down film for the NFL matchup show. For decades, the man knows what he's talking about. And, as you might expect, quarterbacks came up during the conversation. Greg went both sides with Brock Purdy. We'll play both for you. Let's start with the good on Brock.
1: There were two things that he could do that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do. One was he's much lighter, quicker feet. So you saw much more play-action boot because he's able to do that. Jimmy G could not really do that well. And the second thing was... Purdy has second reaction movement. He can make improvisational plays. We know that Jimmy G really was not that guy. So it expanded what the 49ers could do. That's
0: not exactly breaking news, of course, but it is always good to have our observations backed up by somebody with years of experience watching film. Now, here's the other side of the coin with Brock Purdy.
1: There were two things he started to do in the last two, three weeks of the season that would have to be cleaned up. Number one, when he felt pressure, he started to retreat backwards. You can't retreat backwards in the NFL. And the other thing is when he felt pressure, he would automatically run to his left. And teams would start to force him. I'm telling you right now, teams, if if he wasn't hurt and all that, teams would start to force him to do that. You know, because you see how a guy plays over time. You get a book on him.
0: Oh, boy. Here come the Brock stands. And look, they might not want to hear it, but everything Greg said is true. If you go and watch the film, Brock absolutely goes back and to the left quite a bit. That's not hating on him, by the way. Every player has tendencies, and it's every defense's job to exploit those tendencies. The good players adapt. The bad ones don't. And we noticed it just as fans watching that Brock bails from clean pockets. He does go backwards. And when he rolls out, he generally does go to the left. If we noticed it, NFL defense has noticed it too. And it's something that he's going to have to adjust as he goes forward. Now, when it comes to comparing Lance and Brock Purdy, Matt Mayoko asked Greg, who's the better fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense?
1: Lance has a bigger arm. Lance is more mobile. Does that automatically mean he's a better quarterback? No. Um, But he does have those things over Brock Purdy. Maybe Purdy is a better eliminator and isolator. We don't know that yet. Purdy, for the most part, did that well later in the season. Not as well as he did through the first four or five games. Why would you think that would be? I I can't answer that.
0: Just for context, when Cosell talks about eliminator and isolator, what he means is when a quarterback eliminates the throws that are not going to be there based on a coverage and isolates the throws that are going to be there based on a coverage. Cosell says Purdy is better at that than Lance so far. But the interesting part for me is to hear him talk about a drop in Brock's performance over the last four or five games. Now, I'm going to fully admit I have watched all of Brock's games multiple times but I have only watched the TV copy. I haven't dug into the film and I certainly haven't done it multiple times. I'd love to explore that a little bit more and maybe I can get somebody on that can help because I want to see if maybe defenses did start to adjust early to what Brock and Kyle were doing. It's definitely something to keep an eye on if Purdy ends up the starter in week one this fall. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed, one thing to read on this Tuesday. It is never too early for an NFL mock draft. And if that's your kink, Matt Barrows has one for you in the athletic that will really wet your appetite. The D-line gets a little beef up front and George Kittle finally gets a protege. One thing to watch, the window to use the franchise tag ends on March 7th. The 49ers, of course, have multiple unrestricted free agents they could use to tag on, but it's not going to be cheap. And it's also not really likely under this regime. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have only used the franchise tag one time in their entire tenure. Do you remember who it was on? It was actually on Robbie Gold in 2019. Although, for what it's worth, Robbie's also a free agent this offseason. One thing you may have missed, Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com reported that sources tell him Daniel Jones could be looking for as much as $45 million per year or more. Now, good for you, Daniel Jones. Shoot your shot. But... You threw 15 touchdown passes last year, okay? Brock Purdy threw 13 touchdown passes last year, and he only played in six regular season games. $45 million. Look, you can say the Niners quarterback situation is up in the air, and it is but at least they're not making that kind of choice. If you're the Giants, you can't pay Daniel Jones $45 million, but you also don't want to be in quarterback wilderness. Luckily, I don't think the 49ers are, regardless of who they pick, and I am glad they are not considering that kind of decision. That's a wrap on today's 49ers and five. Please rate review and follow both the gold standard and Niners nation podcast networks. Enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. I'm Rob stats. Carrera. We'll talk tomorrow.